What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Young Entrepreneur Show. I am here with Sean McConnell. So I was on Facebook the other day, and I'm in a, a Facebook group called Sales Talk with Sales Pros. And this is Ryan Stuman's um, Facebook community. There are like 90,000 people. And I came across Sean's post, and I want to read it right now because I read it. And I'm like, dude, I got to have uh, this guy on the show because, you know, so many young entrepreneurs, people getting into business and getting after and getting started can relate to his story, especially during, you know, the pandemic. And that's why, you know, I really want to focus on this episode of, you know, making something out of hard times, making something out of the pandemic. And uh, yeah, so here is, you know, Sean's post. I'm just going to read it off real quick. It's pretty short. In the past 12 months since, since the pandemic started, and I was at $0 with no job in business. I met my wife, got married, having a baby this week, and did just $150,000 in my first year of my construction business. $10,000 in side hustle commissions from four different affiliations. What have you accomplished since COVID started? Man, that is bold. And I love it because it's like, making something out of tough times. Sean, welcome to the show. I just want to say thank you for being with us too on a quick notice too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to be on. Awesome, man. So Sean, can you just give us um, a little bit more context on where you were at, at the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah. So I was, living at a house uh, with a buddy and I was doing my construction stuff. I was doing my little side hustles. And uh, next thing you know, everything gets shut down. The owner of the house I was living in said, Hey, you got to move out. I have to sell the house within a three day notice. And so I had to pack up and I, my girlfriend at the time, I had stayed at her house for a couple of days. I was mm -hmm. doing uh, Postmates just making money. I mean, every day and paying gas, you know, my gas or buying food with just the, the tip I got. And everyone, it was great because everyone got their uh, stimulus check. And so I was getting like, this girl bought a, uh, she bought a, a Sunday from McDonald's and gave me like a $20 tip. And <laughs> it was so great because uh, regardless of, you know, it wasn't that much money, but the fact that I was able to take control of my situation uh, and, and really uh, not depend on anyone was was so great. And so I knew that uh, that was just to maintain. And so obviously Postmates uh, is not the um, long-term goal. So uh, at the same time, I was, uh, I just joined this company that does LinkedIn automation. And so okay. I became the first sales guy for, for the company and what it does is it auto the, the software automatically connected you with a hundred people a day and had automated follow-ups and it was connecting with connecting me with people every day and i was using the service to sell the service and so it was awesome and so right when i had to move i i was in this place where i'm like okay i'm not doing construction right now uh, i just made like 700 bucks in my first week doing this LinkedIn stuff. Um, I was at my girlfriend at the time's house and 
I go outside, my car got broken into, and I'm like, all right, something has to happen right now. And within minutes, I got a message from a friend. Hey, uh, I'm, in, I'm in Orlando because I have to watch my kids, but the, my job has to pay me still. So I have an Airbnb for like a month. You want to come hang out? And I just got 700 bucks from like talking to a couple people. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I flew there the next day. And, uh, and I've done that a lot. I've just taken a flight one way so many times. And I just went, I got another, I got a $1,400 check the next, like right when I landed. I mean, I was, I was really pushing these sales. I got to ask real quick. Why, why did you go and why, like you're a person, it seems like you just go and do things like you've hinted, like why? Yeah. Uh, I, since I was 17, I'm 26 right now. I had okay. such a motivation and enthusiasm about like becoming my own boss and adventuring and, and just being uh, completely free. And so when I was 18, as soon as I got my graduation money, I just flew to Texas in a one-way ticket right on the border of Mexico and just hung out. And like, I've done that ever since. And I just love it. And I, I think there's so much power in dropping everything and just going somewhere. I think, uh, you know, your, your, your faith in yourself uh, or faith in God, if, if you, wherever you are, your, um, your circumstances will meet you. And so I just knew, and I've been through it before. I was like, all right, let's go. I'm making money. I've got a free place to stay. Uh, time to go. And it was awesome. So I, mm -hmm. I went, went to Orlando and I was, I was even, I rented a car. I was still doing Postmates. Okay. In Orlando. Yeah. In Orlando. Yeah. Um, Learning it, your way it, around the new city in Orlando, doing Postmates. Yeah. And so rented a car and from there, I, I went to Siesta Key. Okay. Uh, is on the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. And I was just looking up Siesta Key. I wasn't going to go. My, my friend that was there and her like five kids and her friend were going. And I'm like, I just want some peace and quiet. Your kids mm. are not, like, they're just loud, real loud. Yeah. But I wanted yeah. some peace and quiet. But then I looked up Siesta Key and I immediately got in my car and left. I was like, I'll see you guys there. And um, <laughs> I was looking up posts and I saw um, this girl post this thing. And um, at the time I was also affiliated with a PR Instagram growth company as well. Okay. And so, and I had a few other affiliations kind of like to meet any need that an online entrepreneur needed. And so I saw her thing, you know, I saw her Instagram and she had really good content. She had 10,000 followers. She, uh, she's a holistic health coach. And I'm like, wow, I could sell this girl on a podcast. I can get her on any, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Sales baby. Yeah. So I slid in the comments. That's the key is the Man, comments. this is real. I yeah. love it. You slide in the comments and the newest posts. And so I was like, hey, you seem really interesting. I'd love to connect. I'm on my way to Siesta Key. And she, uh, she's like, sure, I'll be at the beach. And um, now I know she almost like ghosted me, but her mom told her like, hey, you should hang out with him. Because she heard uh, her playing one of my videos. I was like three in the morning. I was going to the gym at three in the morning every day, getting in the ice bath, meditating, praying. And I made this really good video. 
and she watched that and that's what got her to hang out with me and so she uh she's like oh, i'll be at the beach and got there and she's got uh by the yellow light uh lifeguard post with a pink towel and her name's angel and it spelled like a-n-g-e-l-l-e and i like didn't know how to pronounce it so i, I found her and i'm like hey pink towel and uh three hours went by we were hanging out best friends i mean immediately hit it off it is yeah. awesome I, mean, I had a girlfriend at the time i wasn't like hitting on her i wasn't checking mm-hmm. her out and very respectful and i was just trying to sell her on getting on a louis house podcast like yeah and um told her about my business partner vegas who's uh one of the owners of of uh that marketing company and and we hung out for a while and she, she had to go talk to a client and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be around if you want to go watch the sunset later. And she's like, all right. And so I, I went to this little Island. I snuck into a little condo thing into the beach and made a little IGTV and went and pick up some white claws. And, uh, I don't drink anymore, but yeah, yeah. It was, you know, went and picked her up. And as soon as she opened the door, like the mood changed and she's like, Whoa, I was like, Whoa. And you know, <laughs> We got in the car and we watched the sunset and I fell in love with her. And uh, from there, it's, oh it was awesome. I, I went back to Orlando with yeah. this friend. Yeah. Did some more Postmates. Man, so this cool. is a story of just taking chances. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, man. And I think it's following a divine path and divine intuition within you. Yeah, you really have to go with your intuition. You have to have courage to go out and then your intuition will meet you there. Mm. Um, that's what I've seen so many times where, you know, I went, for example, I went to Phoenix. Uh, I, I had a hotel for three days, but I had, my flight was five days later. I had no plan. I knew a couple entrepreneur people from online. Uh, my friend was graduating law school and I ended up staying there for two weeks and got a job in an apartment within two days. And I was, I was renovating um, this guy's like, uh, it was a, it was an old person's home and there was like orange trees in the back and the little lady cooked me lunch every day. And like, I was there for two weeks. I take the no bus way. to the train to a bike and ride it to the job. Yeah. And I, no kidding. Just, yeah. And I've done that a few times. I did that in Michigan. I did that in Texas. Uh, I drove to Michigan three in the morning and yeah, I slept in my car for a few days while I painted a house, got a hotel, painted some more, got an apartment and lived there for a year, right on the beach in Grand Haven, Michigan. Wow. And, and so, uh, man, yeah, so- this is, uh, this is something people can relate to this. This is awesome, man, because I usually, you know, interview people who are like far along in business or, you know, some people with the insights to just getting started out, but man, this is like real, this is stuff that people can, can really relate to. And I got to ask you, you know, I know that you were, you were talking about all those times where you've, you know, gone out and did it. And you talked about intuition, meeting uh, yourself, that the divine power and stuff, when you step out. Um, have you always been a man of faith? I'm really curious. Uh, yeah. So I grew up Catholic and I, I knew of God, I knew of Jesus, but I didn't really understand it. I'm like, why, why did he die for me? I don't, I don't understand. Why did he have to do that? Why can't I just yeah. be who I am? And, and um, I moved to Columbus, Ohio, went to school, met some Christians, and started going to Bible study. And it was just fascinating to me. I've always been very open-minded. 
ever since I got into business, I just, I was told by somebody, you know, just have an open mind. And, and that was huge for me. So I was going to that. And then I came back to Cleveland. This was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I was living in a lot of sin and I was, I was really just like, I had a lot of shame and guilt and regret in my life. And, and it was slowing me down. I was drinking, I was doing drugs. I was, I mean, I was like, it was bad. I was up till yeah. nine in the morning and wow, this girl, that girl. And so I just felt a lot of shame and guilt and I just gave my life to Jesus and it was really powerful. I just, I like, once I did that on my way to church, tell me day, about it. Yeah. Tell yeah, me. I, I, I had made some bad decisions the night before Easter and I wake up and I just felt so filthy and like Mm -hmm. just ashamed of myself. I'm like, I am so tired of living in this repeated shame and guilt and regret and, and people can make a front, but when you go to bed and you feel these demons on you, I mean, it's real, regardless if you're uh, in a faith or not, like you feel the the density of of your actions and so i was like i feel the holy spirit right now i mean it's like dude it is here yeah yeah so i was on my way to church and oh my god i i was like jesus i give you my whole life i was like i give this all up and literally the sun came out of the clouds and i started sobbing crying and i felt this peace and love and joy and acceptance and it was amazing. And then I got three months later, I got baptized and, and it was, it was really powerful. And then I went through another three years of still being in the world, still doing drugs, still partying, still, you know, but I, I started to feel guilt from those things. And I was like, I don't, I feel like I'm not supposed to be doing this stuff. And so I would fight it and do it and fight it. And do yeah. it. I'd yeah. stay up till eight in the morning and I'd, I'd be high on my way to church. Like, I mean, yeah. I was really fighting it and, uh-huh. and I, I got closer and closer and started saying no to things a little more. Uh, but when I met my wife, she was, she's a holistic health practitioner and she has spiritual gifts and she was in witchcraft and didn't realize it. She said she loved Jesus, but didn't really know him and was like doing tarot cards and, and she can read people and she could be like, oh, this or that is like it's really cool dude. yeah really crazy yeah. <laughs> um and i so when i was staying with her i was getting demonic attacks uh from her from her witchcraft but i was being very patient with her and it, i mean it was intense like i yeah. I heard the devil talk to me like in bed with her like it was bad and so i uh i went back to cleveland i got baptized in the holy ghost and um and then I told her, like, you need to end this stuff now. And she prayed to God, like, God, show me who I'm working with. If these angels aren't really angels, if, if you know, show me. And she had three massive demons come over her that night. And she was terrified, gave her life to Jesus. That moment threw all of it out, deleted her book. She just, she just wrote, uh, stopped the tarot cards, came to Cleveland, got baptized, and now she's just full of Holy Spirit. She does the same thing she did in terms but of for God. people, but for God and for, and she just, she doesn't even know what she's going to say. And she just lets the Holy Spirit talk through her, uh, for her clients. And I've seen her literally get people to quit drinking, like a 50 year old quit drinking after 30 years of everyday drinking. I've seen her people, uh, get, re- uh, reverse their diabetes, diver- reverse their thyroid, um, 
acne cleared up, um, anxiety gone. I mean, her testimonials are really cool. And so, uh, it's just, it was, it's been powerful. And so that actually activated meeting her activated everything in me. Okay. Um, Cause I pray to God, I'm like, God, I, I can't, I cannot get myself to say no to women. Yeah. I need a wife. Mm. And he brought me to her literally. And so I was like, God, this is it. And, um, you know, I, I proposed to her a couple months later, actually on stage at church, I did a, a testimonial. I actually have a video of it. Dude, I'd um, love to see that. I had a videographer come, like I staged it. It's like really high quality. And yeah. um, I told the pastor like, Hey, I'm going to go come up and do a testimony. Like call me up and do a testimony. I'm going to propose to angel. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I brought her, her whole family was there because it was Thanksgiving and my whole family came. So everyone was at church, which no one comes to church with us, but they were all there. Her, her mom, her sister, her friends. And it was perfect. And I, I I proposed to her on stage and uh, that was amazing. And then, um, well, we found out she was pregnant like before this happened. And then we were at a Bible, she was at a Bible study. I was in Miami and someone uh, really, man, uh, a huge man of God was like, God's telling me you guys need to get married right now. He's like, you cannot wait. You're living in sin, living together. And this baby needs to be protected uh, through the covenant of God. And yeah. She told me that, and I went to Jared the next day. You wow. know, got a ring, and wow. and proposed, and then we got married like two months later. Wow! And we got that recorded too. Same videographer, and it's really, really great video. And and um, our baby's due on Friday, uh, this Friday. And actually, the day I told her I loved her was uh, a year ago, Friday. Oh my God. Yeah. So I've been praying to God, like, God, bring this baby into this world at 2 p.m. on Friday. And we're doing a home birth and it's going to be pain free, supernatural. Like, she's been reading books and we've been taking courses and, and hearing testimonials about how Jesus was literally right next to these women having their child and it was like pleasurable. And wow. Yeah. yeah so it, uh, so we're, we're excited. Oh my gosh. Dude, that is so powerful that is so so powerful and i'm so glad we went there because i don't get to go there that much on this podcast you know because we stick to business we stick to to things like that but it's so great um hearing about god's grace and the things and the ways he's working in um your life and in people's lives and and stuff it's just so real and you know i really want to ask you to tie it back to you know life into business and to entrepreneurship and things like that how that you know like committing your life to christ and like you know you and your wife and, and things like that or about a year ago how did that set you up for what you've done or how life's been or you know whoever like over the past you know year yeah, so I think something supernaturally activated, uh, especially getting married, but meeting her, proposing baby marriage activated something. Okay. Uh, but also internally activated in something in me where now I have a family and now I have a wife and now I, I need to provide and I can't be traveling to Texas with nothing and then figuring it out. I can't do that anymore. 
Um, and it, it really uh, ignited something inside of me. And that's why I said uh, to her, we need to move to Cleveland because I'm making more money than I ever have with this LinkedIn thing, but I need to also do construction and triple my income, quadruple my income, which I did. And yeah. I came to Cleveland. I started, I started up my uh, construction company again. Okay. And, and are you a contractor or what specific work do you do? Yeah. So I, I five years old, or I mean, 12 years old, I was cleaning tools for someone. 16 years old, I was digging holes for a, a waterproofer. And then 18 to 21, uh, 18 to 22, I was working for somebody who renovated houses and did okay. a little bit of everything. And so, okay. so I, I had a parallel, two parallel um, career where I was always doing construction. I was always doing something salesy. Sometimes it was both, sometimes it was interchangeable. Yeah. Where I was only doing one or only doing one. And then I was doing both, but it got to the point where both were succeeding in here in Cleveland, where I was, I would like literally paint a wall and then go into my car and do a zoom call and sell someone on LinkedIn services. And then I added Facebook marketing. Cause I, I did some ads and I got some leads. And so I was like, all right, let's, yeah, let's that. do it. Uh, let's, and I have a, a design guy and I was, I was outsourcing a lot of stuff and, but it got to the point where, I was doing too much at once and I was doing it very fleshy, like very, uh, whatever. And so I, I hit a, I crashed, man. I crashed okay. so hard. I had, how so, what was that like? What was, what was that? Bring me back to that. Yeah. So I was putting everything into my personal bank account. Uh, mm. and so I was living my life and paying bills. And I was also had this money coming in from Facebook ads. I had money coming in from LinkedIn. I had money okay. coming in from construction. So I got a Facebook ad uh, client. He gave me three grand. Uh, and then I immediately paid bills with it. Mm. And I was like, all right, I'll generate, generate them leads. They'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I couldn't generate a single lead for this guy. And he was a hardcore contractor in Chicago, a roofing contractor. He's like, you need to give me my money back. Like, I haven't seen anything. And I tried to tell him, oh, within 30 days, I'll pay you back. He started threatening me to give me a federal lawsuit. He's like, I will spend 10 grand on a lawsuit against you. Like, give me my money. He saw my, so this is where it ties in the crash. He saw my LinkedIn email address with that company, messaged the owner and said, hey, follow up. That same day I paid him back, but but the owner got wind of it and said, hey, we, like, he immediately shut off my email, which I think was totally unethical for him to do because I handled it properly. Yeah. Uh, I took care of it. I squashed it, but, but he got nervous because yeah. then he looked into my email and he sees I'm doing this and this and this and this within the email just because I was whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I'm, email gets shut down. I was like, I'm done with marketing. I'm going to okay. cut my construction's going really well. Uh, I did 10 grand uh, in like my, my first like, full month of doing construction and I went all in on construction and and uh from there I started hiring people I started getting bigger jobs yeah. I was doing most of the work at first and I would start subbing it out to like my friends that are union guys on the weekends I yeah them in. I mm -hmm. was just bootstrapping everything I was bootstrapping everything. my whole construction business and 
you know, have you ever heard of the term, uh, uh, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul? No. You know, it's haven't. a construction term where uh, you'll get a deposit for something, you'll pay something hey. else with that deposit, and you'll go back and forth. Yeah. I've, I had, I've had to do that up until this day almost. And, yeah. And, uh, but it, I've, I did it uh, properly. And yeah, and in an ethical way. So, so you know, a year later, I've got over twelve star or twelve five star reviews. I'm doing twenty grand a month on that, and uh, you know, it was a good idea for me to just cut one thing off, like focus on one thing. Yeah. Now that and I learned so much from it, I learned how to. What has that done for you? Yeah, walk us through that specifically. What focusing on one thing because I think a lot of people struggle with this. You know, and, you know, a lot of people think that they can do everything. Like I'll do a little bit of this marketing. I'll do like some email writing. I'll do, you know, maybe some wholesaling real estate. Like who knows? Like, so, so tell us what that's done for you. And, and I, we already got the why, but like, what, what has it done for you? Yeah. So I was always like that where I would do this and this and this and this. I always had an idea. I started like seven different brands and I worked for you know, 20 different uh, affiliations, whether it was mm-hmm. life insurance or door to door sales or, and I jumped around a lot. And I think that's okay to do one, like trying to figure out what you're in good the beginning, at. in the beginning, totally fine. And, and as long as you need to, but as soon as you see some success from something, you need to just cut everything off and go all in on that. Because I now at the same time, I, my skills that I learned from maybe doing a sales thing here or doing a sales thing here, I learned systems and marketing from all different aspects. So I'm really an advocate of saying yes to every opportunity that comes your way. But I think as soon as you find something that you're making money at, you need to stick with that for at least, I, I wouldn't put a number on it, but until you're comfortable where you can just make money from it. Like until no- you win at it. Until you win, right? And then maybe go add something. And so that's yeah. actually where I'm at right now. Okay. I won in construction. I can go get 10 bath bathroom remodels right now. I can go get $100,000 worth of work like pretty quickly if I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, all right. And so, so now I'm transitioning where I'm bringing more people involved. I'm, I'm getting people to do things for me. And now I renewed my insurance license. So the experience I had for three years selling insurance, I can now, boom, renew my license. And I sold a policy like a day later and made 1500 bucks in an hour. And where it would take me like a couple of days to make 1500 bucks in construction. Yeah. yeah. And so now I can switch. So I went from 50, 50% of my time in business yeah. Uh, and 50% of my time in construction, I went mm-hmm. 100% in on construction. And what it allowed me to do to answer your question is just really dial in and get really good at becoming a construction owner. And okay. once, once I dove into that and I leveled it off, now I'm able to start making baby steps in yeah. things, uh, where maybe in, in the past, I probably was only working for a contractor. And if I would have renewed my license, I would have just hundred percent into life insurance immediately. But now I'm 80, 20, 80, yeah, both. 
in construction 20% and I'm transitioning that time every single day. I get closer and closer mm -hmm. to transitioning that time. And, and then the next thing, you know, it'll, it'll go from hundred percent construction to 80, 20 to 50, 50 to 20, 80, again, reverse to where 20% will be construction, 80% will be insurance. And then in that moment where I'm 80, 20, I'll even add my app development and, and put 10% into that. And then I'll get to the point where construction is running like a well-oiled machine. I'm putting no time into it, uh, maybe answering a phone call. Yep. And, and yep. all in on insurance. And mm -hmm. but here's the thing, the, the reason it's good to say yes to everything is because I know about LinkedIn automation and marketing and personal branding, I can now bring that knowledge and experience into insurance where yeah. I'll, go, I'll go send out a hundred requests every single day to uh, insurance agents and recruit them without me touching anything. It'll automatically message them. It'll automatically say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. It'll automatically fall. I'll get a, I'll get a, a, a personal online, personal virtual assistant to respond to them. I won't even have to touch it. And then I, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the month, now I have 20 people interested in joining my, my insurance business. And then I get yeah. overwhelmed on that. And so really it's, it comes down to solidifying one thing, transitioning into another, and then growing. Slowly transi transitioning out. Yeah. Man, and it's like experiment, try all those different things. Like, cause uh, coming a little bit about how I did it was I, I was in school last year, decided not to go back. Then this summer, tried a bunch of different things, did marketing for, for different local businesses. Then started writing emails, doing email copywriting, some blog writing. Then I got into media buying, Facebook ads, stuff like that. Then, you know, I'd always thought about real estate. So I worked with a wholesaling company for a little bit and I tried all these different things. And I frankly got so like anxious and, and just sad and, and stuff when, you know, I moved, when I was going from one thing to the next sometimes, because I was like, like, I just, I can't stick with something like it just, but then I knew it, it was like, I can't stick with something, but it's like, this is not me. So I just had to try a bunch of different things. Yeah. And I didn't realize until now that that was perfect. Yeah. And how like cold calling for real estate helps me in my sales right now, because I yeah. got the fear of talking to people on the phone, like yeah. media buying helps me with like my marketing mindset a little bit and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. They all like somehow come together. I love that. I have a really, really awesome uh, story. So when I yeah, I tell lived, me. I mentioned I lived in Michigan, and mm -hmm. so I had a mentor there, and that's why I moved there. Uh, said he'd help me with my app, all this stuff. Owned this marketing company. Said, hey, why don't you move here in Michigan? I can get you like a painting job, and then you can be around in the office, and and we can you know start building, and. He connected me to a, a painting contractor. He said, yeah, I mean, I could start you tomorrow. And he was serious, but didn't think I'd come. And I literally just drove there at three in the morning. And it was like, I'm here eight in the morning. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to work. And he's like, what? I was ready to go. Uh, but so I was there for a year. I was painting for a little while. I ended up making some money with them to where I, I uh, transitioned full time, like 
personal development where I was, I was really obsessed with working out and, and my meal plans because I was making 500 bucks a week, which is not a lot, but I had time freedom. My job during that time was to golf and eat sushi with my mentor. But that's all I had to do because I brought them business and it was, a, uh, it was how did it work? I'm really curious right now. Ties the insurance thing into it where uh, I was like, all right, let, let's renew my insurance license again while I'm here in Michigan. Uh, found an online uh, insurance agency, sold some like dental plans, which I make like two bucks commission a month still. <laughs> uh, and, and met the owners of that. And they, they were like, Hey, we need some, uh, if anyone knows of any marketing, you know, we'd like to talk or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, I got a guy, you know, I work with a marketing company. We can generate leads and talk to them. I say, Hey, let me try this out. Next week, I generated them 800 health insurance leads just because I knew a little bit about it myself. Uh-huh. He doing that, I then introduced them to my mentor. They signed a deal for $20,000. I started getting paid weekly. Uh, and so it tied all in. So then I could take a step back, relax, and, and focus in on my, my fitness. And it got to the point where uh, my mentor was actually not who he said he was. And he was like a total con artist and he lost the deal. He told me he had a thousand clients. You know how many clients he had? He had two. One of them was mine and he lost both of them. Couldn't pay me. I couldn't pay my rent. And I go into his office, like, listen, you need to give me my money right now. And he didn't have it. I walked out. My lease was up like the next day. And I drove back to Cleveland, moved into my mom's, had nothing. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to start the biggest construction company in Cleveland and went and started. And so this is where the story I was going to say, like, starts. I, I was like, okay, how do I start? How do I start my own construction? I'm not going to go back to working for Paul. I'm going to do my own thing. I can paint, I can do this. And I found, I was, so I was like, all right, someone can subcontract me. Uh, a general contractor can bring me in to do some stuff. So I found a guy and he was like this hillbilly alcoholic. He found a real estate investor, uh, convinced them to let him flip their house. He hires 10 people off Craigslist, doesn't know their names. I'm like doing all the work in the house. This guy's getting drunk. And I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. I'm going to wait until the owner comes. And I was just like hoping he would show up. And one day I was working. I, he only paid me a hundred bucks a day and I went back and I went back and I didn't care. And I ate it. I ate that humble pie. Yeah. I, was like, I have to, I, I don't care if I want more, if I was worth more, I need the money that he's given me. I need the cash. And so, so I, uh, I, I saw the owner walking up and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? I'm good. Just told him about the job. I'm like, listen, man, this guy is drinking beer. He doesn't know what he's doing. You need to get rid of him. Here's my phone number if you want me to finish his house. Yeah. Next day, fired him, gave me the job. I'm up. He gave me eight grand. I start flipping the house. I needed a ladder, went on Craigslist, got a ladder. This old man was like, hey, I have some uh, investment properties. Uh, or I mean, I've got some some lots. He had some, some vacant lots in the really like the hottest part of Cleveland. He's like, I'll sell them to you for a hundred grand. And I looked, I looked it up and it was worth $250,000. And he's like, listen, man, you get these sold up, go for it. 
So the real estate investors that I was working for, I told them about the lots and uh, negotiated a $50,000 um, uh, finder's fee for the lots. Yeah. And I didn't end up getting that. I, I, got, I went through invest or buyer after buyer after buyer and it fell through. Okay. It, was so, it was so disappointing. But, yeah. but either way, it's a great lesson. I learned a lot about I had wholesaled a couple of houses before then, so I knew a little bit about it. And, and uh, you know, from there, I, I got more clients, more clients and from for construction. And then I, uh, and then COVID happened, mm -hmm. had no work, doing mm -hmm. the projects. And so that's where the story kind of comes back wow. together. Wow, man, that is a powerful, powerful story. I mean, the, Three, I like to write down three things that I really take away from these. And that one, you know, you just drop in everything, your story and history of dropping everything and all of the good that's come out of it. I mean, the divine intervention that you went through to really like spark this, it seemed like it, it seemed like it was in you, but God was pursuing you constantly. And then, you know, the power of all, how all the different experiences came together to help you in different, you know, things. And it's been a roller coaster of a journey, it seems like for sure. But, you know, it seems like it's, it's really like, you know, starting to go and you know, you're on your way to be the biggest construction company in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. And I don't even want to own a construction anymore. Company. That's just how I needed to pay my bills. And I wasn't yeah. work for somebody. I'm just not that type of person. It doesn't. Yeah. Last job I had was like three months. I had, I probably had over, because there's here's the thing, especially I'm sure you have a lot of young guys watching this. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't you can't be arrogant about it. You you can't be prideful and arrogant and say, oh, I I don't have to work for someone. I literally was washing dishes because I needed to. I was doing postmates because I needed to. Sometimes you have to do something that you don't want to do. Uh, but you can still have that goal. Like, here's your end goal. Yeah. If, if dishwashing is getting you there, then you're doing this by washing dishes. Like, yes. you have to, have to eat yes. your humble yes. pie and, and do the things that you have to eat do. Eat your humble pie. That's it. I mean, it, it, it's really great. And, uh, you know, oh, go, go ahead. Sorry. I want to chime in real quick with something. No, you're good. I'm man. I'm fired up right now. I know we got to close out here soon. I got to get running, but something I heard from my friend or from Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger in one of his speeches and on YouTube or something, some video, he's like, every time I'd be in the gym, I'd be working out for five, six hours a day when he was like training super hard for the Olympic and all the lifting and, and stuff he did in competitions. And he said he'd be smiling in the gym all the time. And people would be like, man, why, why are you always smiling? Like you're lifting and like, why, what's the smile on your face for? And he's like, every single rep is getting me closer to my goal. And that's how this yeah. is, man. Yeah. It's like washing the dishes is getting you one step closer, showing up to that job only making a hundred bucks a day is getting you closer and cl you know, like even though you're doing so much more than what a hundred bucks was worth, like, and it, and it just got you closer. And it's just like not being 
like arrogant because I think that a lot of people now they're like, Oh, I need to, you know, start my own thing. That's how I was for so long. I'm like, I need to start my own thing. Like I want to have this, you know, big brand and, and stuff like that. What, what people want. And it's like, no, like I need, what I needed to do was go and sit in the back of the room, making cold calls for all day for weeks. Then I needed to do outbound sales for, you know, my friends and watch, you know, the people on the internal team get handed leads and work my ass off to get to the point where now I can be at the skill set to be able to be, you know, doing inbound sales and things like that. But I, that was just a little rant, but it's just like so powerful, man, eating your humble pie. Yeah. And a, a huge key that I want to take away from that is it's, it's okay to like do that, eat your humble pie and do those jobs you don't want to do. But if you don't start seeing success, that means you have something habitual that's blocking you. Like I was going out and drinking. I was working hard and I had this goal, but then I'd go to the bar until two, three in the morning, all, like four times a week. And so if it's okay to work, do something you don't want to do, it's okay to have a big goal. But in that process, you have to prune the bad habits out or you won't get anywhere. I was... I was going like this. My head yeah. was here, but I kept going like this, maybe yeah. slowly like this. I could have went like that. I would be a millionaire right now if I didn't drink so much. I probably spent 50 grand on alcohol. And, yeah. and so you really, you know, you have to, you have to be self-aware and know, you know, what, what am I doing that's blocking my success? Wow. Uh, especially if you have to be washing dishes or running Postmates, like, especially if you're not, they're already like, yeah, you're doing something wrong. If you're not seeing growth, it's not because the universe hates you. God hates you. It's because you're doing something that's blocking you. Yeah. yeah. And it could be like a different opportunity. Like when I wasn't seeing like growth in certain things I was doing, it was like, and, and I was just miserable. It's like, no, it's not a time to push through. It's a time to go somewhere else, like try something else. Yeah. And, and, to just wrap this up. Um, yeah, sum it up. So important. Uh, when I was 17, I was in an international business class and I knew, you know, I didn't want to go to school, but I was really ambitious and I liked the idea of business. I didn't really know what that meant or to be a businessman, but I saw myself in meetings and suits and I was like, I just feel that on my life. Yeah. And so, you know, people watching, they feel something that they need to do. Uh, I was sitting in class and a couple of kids flew in from Arizona and they were with this uh, network marketing company that sold healthy energy drinks. And there was this awesome culture around it. And, and this guy came up and it changed my life forever. He said, he said, guys, I want you to close your eyes. And he's like, I want you to think about if you had all the money in the world, all the resources in the world, if you had everything, what would you do with your life? Like, what would you do? And I, my mind exploded. I was like, I would travel the world. I would end world hunger. I would get my, my cousins out of the ghetto. I would buy a yacht. I would do all those things. And then I opened my eyes and I saw this stuff and I got excited. And he goes, you, whatever you just saw, you can become that person. You, you can have those things. You just need to become that version of yourself. And you have to have an open mind and you have to go for it. And so I, I believed him. I'm like, oh, I can become that person. I just need to become the version of myself to attain those things. 
And from there, I, I committed to myself. I remember vividly telling myself after I internalized that, I was like, I have no idea where this is going to take me. This opportunity they were presenting to us in the network marketing thing. I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about, but I am so excited to get where I just saw myself. And I knew that I would do whatever it takes to get there and become a better version of myself. And so I dove into personal development. I started reading the books. I might not have gone to college, but I read 40 books about growing yeah. self-awareness. And, and that's what you have to do. You have to grow, you have to grow uh, in, within yourself of personal development. You have to take risks, mm-hmm. like fly into another state with nothing and seeing what happens. As long as you have this, just a little bit of hope. Yeah. And, you just have to, you have to work extremely hard all the time. And I mean, I was on the couch hiding from the, re- I was at my cousin's house, hiding from the repo man, sleeping on the couch. And I was happy and excited because I knew that I wasn't going to be there my whole life. I knew that I was going to get to where I wanted to get to. And, and, and now I'm here in a way. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of growth to still go too which is always exciting because you can never, it's like the journey is the destination, but man, you summed it up perfectly. I really, really appreciate that and really appreciate you, Sean, like just coming on the show and being vulnerable, sharing your truths and, you know, really just going deep with us here because, you know, I think that a lot of young entrepreneurs, people who have big aspirations and, and things like that, listening to this show are, are really, really internalizing that and, and really could feel that um, today. So I just want to say thank you. And uh, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is Sean McConnell official. Uh, just one word. And yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Amazing. Um, I'm once my social media app ponder. Yeah, lost, I'll only be on there. And so that's, that journey is starting and we're starting the app development here uh, next week. And oh, wow. When will it be live? Uh, it'll be customer ready, uh, beta customer ready by July. And then I think we'll launch it to the world by uh, January. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll be sure to link your Instagram in the show notes too. And man, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me.